It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 32. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. How's it going? I am tired. Yeah, it was a late night. It was a late night. Dang old Frankie Valley keeping yeah. us up late. Had to work a Frankie Valley concert, which is good. It's fun to work with people like that. It is. I mean, I didn't work with him, I just watched. But it was yeah. still enjoyable And so then I had Frankie Valley. Then I had to get up super early to do the radio thing I started doing So yes. that was yes. that was, Which is fun Yeah, you should tell them I don't think you told oh, them we're not talking yeah. about, So uh, a local radio station in town asked me to uh, start doing movie reviews on their station I'm on another radio station on the AM dial Now I have one on the FM dial So yes. it's the, what they call in the industry, a hot AC station it's, it's the station that brings you Pink and Taylor Swift So I fit right in <laughs> Well, your jokes do. Yeah, because I have bad jokes, <laughs> according to our iTunes reviews, or at least one of them. But uh, uh, we skipped that one. It's we out did. there, I promise you. Uh, so, uh, so I, I, so they have me do movie reviews, and then I hang out for a couple hours. So every Friday from like seven to nine, I, I do that. So I had to get up early to yes. drive all the way downtown because uh, St. Louis where the radio station is, is St. Louis is the patron saint of urban sprawl. Yeah, and. Uh, so it's, and then I still had to go to work. Yeah, your real job. And then I got another concert tomorrow. Yep. But like I always tell myself on days like this, it beats having a real job. Yep. I went to work in jeans and a hoodie. Not just any hoodie, I might add. What's I can what's it say? That's that is from the American History of Natural History. The I did, Museum of Natural History. I'm so tired, I can't even come up with my it's museum mu- names. It's the History of Museum History. <laughs> well, museum. it's got a picture of a dinosaur on it, and we got it in New York. And yes. it's one of my favorite hoodies that you wear. <laughs> so, there. Because it's got a dinosaur on it? Yeah, it's it looks, cute. Because it looks like something an eight-year-old would wear? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you like me because I look like an eight-year-old? You're like a female Roy Moore. Ew. Let's not get weird. At least that, that kind of weird. Tell that to him. I don't want to tell anything to him. <laughs> I don't want to go down this path. Let's just stop. <laughs> so anyway, it's been a it's been a long weekend, but uh, I don't have a real job, so I'll take it. Yeah. So uh, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes, where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. We have a new review. I can't wait to hear it. And this review is from. Slow and steady. Ooh. When I say it like that, it sounds kind of dirty. It does. Yeah. It, it sounds like something you would hear like on one of those like 70s night rocks. You yeah. Know, like, like pillow talk. Yeah. Or uh, what was what was that uh, SNL thing that Tim Meadows used to do where he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, the quiet storm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Slow and steady on the quiet storm. <laughs> So slow and steady <laughs> says, I do not like traveling for work. It starts off kind of like a Dr. Seuss. Uh, yeah, that's I do not like traveling for work. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the Dr. Seuss cadence. 
But lately, I know I'm not going to watch a movie on my flight. I'm excited to catch up on your podcast. It keeps me informed of updates, things happening in our Peloton community and the instructors. I don't have time to read all the updates on the OPP and other Peloton related groups. I've had my bike for over two and a half years. So they've been around for a while and just bought a second one for our home in Florida or you could pronounce it Florida. (laughs) Who I also did a concert with. Uh, Thank you for doing this and look forward to the largest group ride when Tom finally gives in and takes a ride. (laughs) You're adorable. So, uh, oh, and then uh, they signed it. A lot of people don't sign it. Tina Hoyle, a.k.a. Slow and Steady. Thank you, Tina Hoyle. You can find me on the bottom of the leaderboard or Charlotte, North Carolina at The Villages. <laughs> Is that, I wonder if that's like a... Did she just give her home address? I don't know. Is she the might apartment have. complex she lives in? I don't know. Sure. We, maybe we shouldn't... Maybe we should delete that. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> she, and, then, and then like, yeah, and they're like, and then there's a nine-digit number. I don't understand. <laughs> Surely not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, here's my credit card number. So anyway, thank you very much for the nice review. Yes, thank you very much. Even if much. you did give us your home address. Well, I kind of already have her home address because I sent t-shirts. Fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. So uh, so if you would like to go and leave us a review and heard it read on the show eventually, uh, that'd be great. It would. It let's iTunes know we're alive and maybe one day they'll do something about it. We appreciate it, too. We do. And uh, don't forget, we have a Facebook page. You can go to Facebook.com slash the clip out. Join our Facebook group and if you're stuck at work and you can't uh, use your mobile device or your iPhone or whatever you can uh, you can stream it through our website at theclipout.com so what is coming up on the show this week wow we've got a lot to cover today we have a visit from the stat fairy cue, awesome cue music we've got uh, <laughs> I just got a message. Hi, Crystal. When is the new episode coming? <laughs> We're working on it. Uh, the new episode is coming when you get off our ass. Man, these people. How dare you like the show that much? Uh, we're going to talk about the turkey burn, the final number. Uh, and then there is a huge announcement that hit this week that we need to talk about. Okay. And we got to talk about Rust. Rust, the obscure comic book from the late 1980s? No, the obscure one person in in Pelotonia that has had rust issues on their bike. We got to talk about this because it was all over the OPP and it got ugly and we got to talk about it. I guess we need to talk about it because people are avoiding the OPP because we recap it for them. (laughs) So we got to talk about it. They don't want to get in the fights, but they still kind of want to hear about them. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about a couple of new groups and a new challenge that's here for December. Awesome. And a little news from the the boutique. We will be interviewing Paige Davis. There we go. Well, let's jump in, shall we? It's time for news of the Paladin. So uh, it says here in my notes that there's a Staten Island ferry ride. (laughs) No. No? Is that not what that means? You really need glasses. No, I think I'm fine. (laughs) It says we got a visit from the Stat Fairy. That's what I said. <laughs> so, this is a little late. I was a little remiss in delivering this information. We rushed to get the last couple episodes out, and every time you sat down to edit, you were like, son of a 
bitch. I was. I was like, I forgot the numbers again. The well, st- stat fairy is going to stop coming. No, like the, like the tooth fairy. No, <laughs> kids wake up in tears. Why is my tooth still here? Because you didn't brush it enough. We told you brush your teeth every day. You went up there and you ran your toothbrush under the faucet. Tooth fairy busted you. She's not picking up that grody tooth. <laughs> that grody, grody. You said grody. Okay, this might have been something that happened to me in the eighties. <laughs> Go Tom's mom (laughs) Yeah because she would have said grody (laughs) All right well Okay so this is going to cover The October numbers This is incredible 806,660 rides Taken in the month of October All of them by Laura Pug <laughs> there is a little asterisk there. Yeah. yeah. No one else rode. <laughs> just she just, she just she wrote all of them. <laughs> so you guys really need to pick it up. You got to you're letting her do all the heavy lifting and it's kind of not fair. She won't let us ride. Yeah. Yeah, every time you go down to the basement of your house to ride your bike, Laura's there's there. there's Laura Pug. <laughs> she she's she is like Santa. She's yeah. just riding. <laughs> like you were saying the tooth fairy. Right. She's like Santa. She just goes from house to house. Right. She's like, Ta-da. Well, crap. I guess I'll dust off the treadmill. <laughs> So this is a huge number It is 22% higher Than the rides taken in September And it is also The largest month since Our stat fairy started tracking this Back in February of 2017 Interesting so Weather getting colder people are going indoors Could be people trying to get out in front of How much weight they're going to gain over the holidays Could also be yeah I think either Of those are possible and uh, 35% of all of the rides That were taught were 30 minutes or less So I mean that's still that's still A pretty good number that's 60 60% is Over 30 minutes Yeah I was doing math and you, I, I was I rounded I knew yeah, that wasn't the exact percentage So if, go ahead and correct me I'm too tired to do actual I'm math I'm a mass communications major I mean it's it's 65 but I that's, thought it was I didn't graduate from college till I was 45 Because I had a I had one math class left to take And I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't take it and Finally at 45 I was like okay I'll go take the math class Also we are still at a exact 80% of all rides taken were on demand So that's pretty fascinating I think that makes total sense because people get the bike because no, they want flexibility. I, I definitely agree with that. What I find fascinating is it hasn't budged. Like oh, it didn't go up or down. It's, it's like, just steady. It's very consistent. Yeah, because the number of rides went up. Would you say it's slow and steady? <laughs> Woohoo, Tina Oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting because the number of rides taken went up twenty two percent. Right. But the number of rides taken on demand remained at eighty percent. Percentage. Yeah, eighty percent of all rides taken on demand. Yeah, it's it's amazing how consistent that is, especially when there's a you know there's some some chatter about why aren't there more live rides, and because I I think they don't feel like there's a pressing need. I I would agree. I think that's that's showing up pretty consistently. So. Whatever it's worth, that's where we're at. So thank you, Stat Fairy. You know who you are. Yes, we will try to not forget about you. <laughs> we did, we find the numbers fascinating. We truly do. It's 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 nice to have them. Just the holidays. Well, yeah, it's a whole thing with that. I, I can't say on the podcast. I, I will reach out to the Stat Fairy and explain yeah. to the person why it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. To the turkey burn Yeah So you remember That we were trying To reach 5,000 people I played a role 
<laughs> yep, you you sure did. You showed that iPad how to close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you burned images of turkey on your eyelids. I did. <laughs> while you slept. It was delicious. Well, not only did we hit 5,000, we went way past that. And I had said on our last episode that we hit 11,000, but the final number, the official number was 11,791 people. That's a lot. Yeah. Huge. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Tom. You're me. But I feel like it's going to be uh, a, quite a while before any competitors of Peloton <laughs> are going to be able to reach that number. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think that that's... And I think that might be why they did what they did when they did it. Yeah. I'm just saying. That could be. Just like, we're going to dangle this carrot in front of you. Yeah. Get on it. Flywheel. <laughs> also, I just wanted to let everybody know that you can actually go to the Guinness Book of World Records store online and you can get your own personalized certificate from the Guinness Book of World Records saying that you participated that day. So uh, I will post the link out at the clipout. Dot com And I will also post it at facebook.com slash the clip out. So you can go and download your own certificate if you would like to. It is $25, but it's super cool to have. What a... <laughs> I don't want to say what a scam, because that sounds like they're ripping you off. But I'm like, what a little industry they got going on. They, yeah. I mean, if, if you think about it, there's 11,791 people that did it. If 25% of them... Buy that certificate That's That's over $73,000 <laughs> Go Guinness Book of World Records Yeah I, I thought all the money Was in My damn kid Buying that book Every year At the Scholastic Book Fair Curse well, Scholastic <laughs> Apparently that was just a little tiny kick in the bucket. Yeah. Although, I will say, there's probably not tons of events that have 12,000 people participating in them. But they do a lot of events where it's like the most amount of people uh, that's to true, that's play true. quarters or yeah. whatever, you know? And that's a good point. And it's like, oh, that's why they're doing that. I just got a window into the mind of the Guinness Book of World Records, and I'm fascinated. Yeah, the marketing guy in you yes. is like, ooh. I was like, I'm like, nice. Part of me is going like, what a scam. The other part of me is going, well done. <laughs> you like, Way to find a market that didn't exist and like turn it into cash. I applaud you. I tip my hat to you. In fact, I'm going to get together 4,000 people to tip their hats to you. <laughs> and then charge everybody. And then you can sell a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably not enough to get a certificate. It's <laughs> you probably already 4,000 people. had more people tip their hat at once than that. I think it's possible. We're going to have to look it up. We will. Now, God damn it, now we got to buy another book. <laughs> Curse you, Guinness Book of World Records. You can just Google that shit. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really got to cut into the profit. No wonder they're selling... <laughs> certificates. certificates. That, yeah, you're right. Just Google it. It's on Wikipedia. So uh, there is big news afoot in the world of Peloton, non-bike related. Ooh, so it must be about an instructor. No. Hmm. Shoes? No. They're launching their own line of certificates. <laughs> no. You know what it's about. <laughs> You play coy with me Okay you can play a little coy with me There is a rumor that Peloton is going to be releasing Treadmills very soon And this has been confirmed from a From an, uh, an online like a website I was gonna say it, an online it was, website It was actually but. not confirmed okay so a Website is the one that posted It it was I believe it was Recode.com but 
they asked Peloton, a Peloton spokesperson, and they did not confirm or deny. So it has not officially been confirmed by Peloton, but I feel... In my opinion, that the fact that they did not shut this article down says to me that they're tr- they're kind of letting it slowly get out into the ether. Yes. So I don't know, but like if you called and said we would like a quote about the fact that you're going to be releasing a home archery range, they would probably be like, "No, be like, we're not doing that." You're high. Stop calling us. <laughs> That's what they would say. Yes. That's what they said to me anyway. <laughs> and uh, but they would give you a quote that said. Go home and sleep it off Yeah And But they did not They did not Tell Recode To go home and sleep it off Correct So The Rumor is That We might be seeing this As soon as January At the Consumer Electronics Show In Las Vegas So That means pretty soon You will have feet That go nowhere Yes Can't freaking wait <laughs> Trademark clip out <laughs> You gotta pay us If you use that <laughs> Feet that go nowhere My ex-wife might already own that In the interest of full disclosure But if not Oh there's no way she trademarked it (laughs) No she was too high to do anything like trademarking Please (laughs) She can't even Never mind I should shut up She's still trying to trademark Sudafed (laughs) My autobiography is going to be called Breaking Dad (laughs) And I I can't wait (laughs) I've seen version one Yeah I've seen version two You've you've seen version one You've lived version two Uh, Anywho (laughs) So a treadmill Yes It will be so exciting To hear How this is all going to go down Everyone is asking All these questions Like So if you already have A Peloton And you pay $39 a month Will you have to pay An additional fee Will it be less of a fee if you already own the bike Will it not well, You know We don't know We don't know anything We don't know how much It's going to cost We don't know how large it is We don't know anything So in January At the Consumer Electronics Show If any of you go And you get footage John Mills This is for you Because I know you're planning on going We want to see it And we want to know about it You know John Mills Is not only going to have footage Of the treadmill He's going to be running on it <laughs> Yeah he is He's going to be and, we, and then we won't be able To see the treadmill Because it'll be a selfie <laughs> Think it through John No he'll have somebody else Film that part Okay <laughs> Thank you, John. And he'll be dancing while he's running. Well, of course. (laughs) It's pretty exciting, though. And I can't wait for it to happen because it will be sitting right next to the bike. Oh, it will. Oh, yes. We'll finally get rid of the elliptical. Well, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Because because I got to train for the Ironman relay. The half Iron Man relay Like I don't mean it to sound bigger than it is Right There are people that actually do a lot more So <laughs> I've heard people are already complaining about the lack of Christian music themed runs <laughs> You give it time They will <laughs> And if you haven't yet seen the article We will post a link to it On our Facebook page at facebook.com Slash the clip out Or on our website at the clip Correct <laughs> What are you doing? That's the sound of this dude's Peloton, apparently. (laughs) You know, yeah. Rusty Griswold. (laughs) So, yeah, this guy, this guy, he posted, is anyone else having issues with their bike rusting? And supposedly he's had it for a year and a half, which to be clear is about as long as we've had our bike. Okay. And you see the condition of my bike. It's pretty goddamn pristine. Yes. And uh, it's turning into a rust bucket. Uh, Peloton support refuses to help And honor the five year frame warranty Feels like we wasted $2,000 Now I think what really 
raised an eyebrow for me immediately is the fact that exactly just like that eyebrow raise. Yes. He he went and got a domain and built a website. Well, but he could be a web developer or something. Like a lot of people know how to do that. It's okay. not that's not a huge undertaking for some people. Okay. I'll I'll give I'm you that. Devil's advocate. I appreciate that. Don't cut me off. But here's the thing. I can interrupt you anytime I want. I didn't mean interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then be good. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah. Because you want me to be good. (laughs) So anyway, I I get what you're saying that, yeah, that could be second nature to him. And maybe it is. But there are some other things that stick out here. This does not feel organic. It does not feel organic when you look at the pictures of the bike. Because that is not a little bit of rust. It's a whole lot of rust. It looks like it was submerged in water. Uh, yeah, I mean, you made a good point where, because my first thought was like, does he live by the ocean? And he says no. Does he live in the ocean? <laughs> yeah, right. Is this book? He is, lives next to SpongeBob. Is this bike owned by Ariel? <laughs> well, no, that would make no sense. She can't pedal a bike. Right, she doesn't have any legs. She doesn't have any legs. And her clamshell would fall off, although... <laughs> that might not be too bad, but uh, but so that and then you made a good point though of like well, it was it in a flood. There's been a lot of flood and, and hurricane type stuff, and did it get submerged somehow? And it's not. It and he says no, and and also it's not just that it's rusted. It's that it's filthy. Like it looks like. It looks like it rusted and then somebody like put cobwebs all over it. Also, and I don't understand that because. He takes pictures of it and it's in this basement that looks normal. So something does not add up here. Yeah, it does not like the pictures of where it appears to be residing. It looks like a very it's a finished, clean, nice basement. Right. He went on and on about this until he got Peloton to agree that they would come out and look at it and they would bring a frame and they will replace it if it is indeed an issue. But here's my thing. I don't think that that's fair to all the other people who did not get a free bike. Like, I feel like this dude did this to get a free bike. He he made a lot of noise and the squeaky wheel gets the grease and I don't think it's cool. I, I agree that, <laughs> you know, and that's how it is dealing with customer service sometimes. And I've certainly done it. I'm when not I've mad at Peloton at, for doing yeah, it. Yeah, but, but I don't, I, I guess my question is, did he get a free bike? I mean, if they gave him, but because I, I would say. I feel like he found it a damn junkyard and, and, and claimed oh, it was his. Gotcha. But I don't know. But I can't imagine. Because you would have to log in. There's other things that don't make sense there. And I also can't imagine that there's somebody already just threw one away. Well, but he also says things like he's he he wasn't able to use it because it was so rusty, and yet he's still logging rides on it every day. So that doesn't make sense. And that's gotta look sideways at that. And then somebody brought that up, and he like made fun of them, like, "Oh, aren't you the Sherlock Holmes?" And you know, he's he's got this attitude with everyone who responds to him, which is another thing. If you're going to post something like that. On the OPP You knew what you were Getting into This is not a case Where somebody posted <laughs> This is not a case Where somebody posted An innocent question And got right. jumped on No He posted this With a web domain And he's had this bike For a year and a half And he knew exactly What he was getting into And every time Somebody asked a question It was No my my basement Is perfectly bone dry I don't live anywhere Near the ocean I'm perfect And so is my house And it couldn't have Possibly been anything That we did I clean it every day I do this I'm wonderful And I'm not buying it Something doesn't add up If you followed the directions It it wouldn't have done that There are There are legitimate issues Of people having rust People who have sweated on it And didn't clean it Or have just 
They might have a tremendous amount of sweat and it rusted. But this is not a small case of rust. This is a lot of rust. Anyway, uh, I also think that the timing is a bit suspicious that we have a ton of trolls on our page right now that are out there from Flywheel. And I find that suspicious as well. So I don't I don't know what's going on. I just the whole thing. I'm suspicious. I have a bed. I don't like it. And I will say, at least according to his website, thus far, no one else has chimed in with a rusty Peloton. Yeah. He, ha- he has a section on his website for... Your own story. Sh- share yeah. your stories. There's, a, there's a, a page for rusty Peloton stories. And thus far, it is blank. Well, I will say this. I saw that one of our fellow writers, Benjamin Craig, posted... <laughs> This response, this in response, holy smokes, everybody, not sure who developed this awesome new product. It's not an official Peloton product, of course, not ha ha. I love you, Peloton lawyers. But what timing, huh? Checking out Amazon now. It's the Stephen Little Talisman of rust protection. And you hang it on your bike and you can't possibly get any rust. And I just thought that that was a really (laughs) funny response to all of this happening, not to pick on Stephen Little or anything like that, but just that everybody, you know, held Stephen Little in such high regard. And and it's funny because like, he can protect your bike from this happening. <laughs> <laughs> and there were there were lots of other responses. There were lots of clever responses from people, I thought, including some poems. Maybe you might want to head on over to Pelloverse if you haven't checked that out. There's some really funny stuff in there about the flooding of the bike. I will also say, just back to the condition of the bike real quick, he seems to be implying that it's the sweat that's causing it to rust, but the rust is everywhere yeah. on this bike. Yeah, like, I don't... That's not a thing. I mean, he would just have to be projectile sweating. I, I will say that I don't sweat like that, but I... I mean, I sweat, obviously, but I don't sweat like that, and right. I, I have definitely seen lots of people post that they have a lake underneath their bike when they are done, and I mean, I can't... I can't identify with that, right. but a lot of people have said that, so... I'm not saying that he doesn't sweat because I don't know. That's certainly possible. A lot of people, a lot of people have had a lot of sweat, but what they haven't had is a lot of sweat that then rusted all the way down to the the wheels that touch the floor, <laughs> like the wheels that you move the bike. Yeah, and I guess that's why it, it seems like there are parts of this bike rusting where sweat wouldn't get to. I would agree. I would and, agree. And I guess that was my kind of like, hmm, I don't know about that. Right. Well, and he actually claims that he doesn't know what could possibly be causing it. Because if it was sweat, well, I get no, he does. He says who builds a premium fitness product that can't handle sweat. Right. Yeah, that is, that's his main argument. So, I, I don't know. I feel like, honestly, Peloton should not have to give him a new bike. That's just my opinion. But whatever. Whatever they do, they're going to do. So, yeah, it's, you know, that's it's their business. It absolutely is. I don't judge. I also understand they got to move on to other things. But you judge a little bit. <laughs> I judge this guy Yeah I judge this guy I, I I very much question I question whether or not He's being honest yeah. I don't I don't think that he's being honest About everything here Yeah if, it, it does seem like There's something more than just He's using the bike And it rusted And it's not one or two people That had a problem with his story yeah. It was hundreds of people <laughs> You should be seeing These things replicate I mean Yeah There are There are problems w- With the bike with a lowercase p Yeah It clicks It squeaks there, yeah. are, there are There are common kind of complaints That people say like Oh why does the bike do this Right Like even the broken pedals That's happened multiple times right. Where somebody's Riding along And all of a sudden The pedal breaks off But thus far No one else Has rep- Seems to have replicated This problem Not like that There have been people That have had, set, had rust on their bike But nothing even close like to that Like coated in rust No Yeah No Like a rusty truck <laughs> Like my My dad's 1977 Ford <laughs> <laughs> sat in the driveway for years and years and years. 
That's what it reminds me of. But despite all that, OPP numbers have reached a new high. 49,000 people. That's a lot of potential clip-out listeners. Yes, it is. And a lot of potential HRI attendees. That is also true. And we also have two new groups. Yeah, you got two new groups that have spun off. Yeah. So Emma Lovewell now has a group. It's called Eat Love Pillow Well. Uh, Jennifer Jacobs also has a new page. It's a fan page, and it is called Jacobs Tribe. So you can join that if you are looking for another way to... Share your fandom of Jennifer Jacobs Awesome I see that there's a new December challenge There is Yeah So Robin Arzon Posted a new December challenge Which my understanding is She's done this in the past too So it's Three for 31 And the challenge is to do Three miles of running A day Or walking Or What about driving? No Or you can ride the bike For 30 minutes or more Because that would be How long it would take you To do a three mile run Okay So the idea is to spend Three To spend 30 minutes Or actually go three miles On one of those activities So running, walking Or ride your bike For 30 minutes Get some movement Yeah But do it every day The month of December So I thought that was A cool fun challenge That would be rough in December Yeah I signed up for it And I immediately regret it (laughs) I want to do it I just don't know That it's realistic Considering it's December 1st And I am exhausted And I am hungry I will help motivate you So on Christmas Day Uh I won't let you open your presents Until (laughs) You've done your three miles Thanks honey It's because I love you And I'm trying to be supportive You're the best I am the best Well as soon as we get that Peloton treadmill I'll be able to run in the basement So And then we'll have Two pieces of Peloton equipment I won't use Very exciting We'll see about that (laughs) Oh great Speaking of Here's a December challenge I bet you'll take it up (laughs) There's a holiday collection At the boutique You have to say it like that Boutique (laughs) Yeah it dropped today And it's really adorable Including cashmere sweaters Cashmere gloves Cashmere beanie Very expensive Cashmere underwear No cashmere underwear Okay Gold necklaces Silver necklaces Beautiful stuff And uh, I want you to know That this is not the collection I've been waiting for The collection I've been waiting for Is the instructor collection That has all of the motivational quotes on it So I felt like my Jedi mind tricks were working This is not the collection you've been waiting for I only bought one thing That's how much money I saved you And it was $700 No $650 No (laughs) I only got one sweatshirt One one sweatshirt the Sacrifices a, you make I know But I'll tell you this Uh-oh, when the, She's pointing at me people <laughs> I'm getting pointed at the, the finger wag is in motion When that instructor collection comes out That I've been waiting for I am not holding back I'm going to buy a lot So you better brace yourself <laughs> I have my name in the credits of Mr. Science Theater 3000 So I've already lost this argument I won't spend th- that much Eventually you will <laughs> I mean You have $3,000 Sitting right out there Oh wait We're including the bike Well yeah <laughs> Well then I will Spend that much On the treadmill And the clothes Yeah Checking in With the Peloton community So uh, on the Skype phone With us today Is none other than Paige Davis Hello Paige Hi Paige Hello Hey guys S- Hi, I don't have a claim to fame like I normally 
Crystal gives me a heads up And I wasn't given a heads up so. Paige is a pillow celeb Like yeah. everybody knows Yes you are <laughs> Yes you are You're awesome Videos and your inspiring posts and telling everybody and sharing what you're all that you went through with your medical journey and oh you guys you and and Nancy are a cornerstone of Peloton. Oh, so. I think you give us too much credit, but thank you. No, you got to accept some of it, or we're not going to continue the interview. <laughs> okay. If, you, if you're well, not I, that, if you're not that stuff, we don't. When then, this, what are we doing this for? I'll tell you what. I am famous in my own mind. There you go. Good. We'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Close enough. I do the same thing. I autograph stuff when I get up in the morning. <laughs> That's just signing checks. Yeah, Tom. Just paying bills, but I like to pretend. I'm hey, like, I autographed some stuff a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dear Charter, thanks for your fandom. <laughs> Signed, Tamoki. Yeah, for us, it's dear Pico. Thank you for giving us electricity. <laughs> Here's my autograph. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so how did you stumble upon Peloton? Well, stumble upon it is a, a good word because I was on Facebook one evening a few years ago and I saw the initial Kickstarter campaign that was advertised on Facebook and I thought, wow, this looks really cool. I had never taken a spin class before in my life, but I love doing cardio work to music. It's what motivates me. And it seemed like a a pretty cool fit. And I'd heard from other people that spin is an addictive, fun workout. And so I was really curious about it. And I showed it to Nancy and Nancy said, well, it's a Kickstarter Let's not let's not wait or let's wait until they've kind of proven themselves before we go spending the money. Sure. I said, that's okay, <laughs> that's reasonable. So I kept an eye on it, kept an eye on it for probably about a year. And then I saw that it was just booming and people were buying the bikes. It wasn't a flash in the pan. It was something that was really, I thought, going to continue growing and it wasn't going to go away. So I said to Nancy, look, I got to try this bike. Uh, I really think it's something I would love to do and I really want to get one. And she said, okay, I'm not buying it for you though until we you try it. Because if you don't like it, that's, you know, money down the drain. Sure. I said, okay. So I started um, emailing back and forth with the studio in New York City. And I said, hey, I really want to come up and try a bike. And when can I do it? And they said, whenever you like, come up anytime, ride one of the bikes. We'd love to show you all about it. So I said, okay. We were going up to New York City for a Christmas weekend in December. Of course, Christmas is in December. So yes, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the same in New York then. <laughs> Stating the obvious. <laughs> so I said, look, let's go up a day early before we meet up with our friends. I'm going to try this bike. Nancy said, okay, whatever you want to do. So we take the train up to New York, go to the studio. I'm in my workout gear. I uh, they put me on that bike in the lounge, and they said, "What kind of music do you like?" And I said, "Disco. I love disco." <laughs> and they said, "Well, we have a class for you." <laughs> and uh, it was Samantha who thumbed through all the the classes until she found it. It was Jen Sherman. Studio 54 ride. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and she queued it up for me. I hopped on the bike. 
And she I even gave sh- you some coke, right? She was like, "If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna do Studio Fifty Four, do it right. Here's some coke." <laughs> oh, well, that was optional. That sure. was, uh, okay, that was optional. I opted out. Yeah, of that that day. You know, I, we had stuff to do and right. Well, you'd have got it done. <laughs> I would have gotten it done in, in I would have time. Split. Yeah, you would have gotten it done in double time. Right. <laughs> So I hop on the bike in the lounge and I start and immediately I knew I had to have one. It was awesome music. I love Jen Sherman's style and I I did the whole class. I sat there for 45 minutes and rode this bike while Nancy watched me. And when I was done, I had an ear to ear grin. She, without saying a word, got up walked around to the cash register and said, we're buying a bike. She, she knew that I was sold. And uh, that's how we got our first bike. And that was in December of uh, 2015. Wow. So you said yeah. first bike. Yes. <laughs> we so are a two-bike household. A two-bike household. There's a handful yes. of those. Yeah. So I, I guess then I, I know the answer to, does Nancy also ride the bike? And the answer is yes. Yes, yes she be, does. It, it would be odd if you had two bikes and she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, uh, you know, we have a lot of friends that would sure. want to come over and ride the bike, too. But, uh, no, we both ride. In fact, I got my bike and I became so protective of it. <laughs> that she'd ride it and it god forbid she forget to put the settings back or forget to change the username and would ride under my username oh no Ooh. that's just not gonna fly with me well yeah it's gonna mess up your your record your streak you got everything hit. yeah so i couldn't have you- her butt sitting on my seat <laughs> and changing the shape of it and <laughs> I thought the no. whole point of this was to change the shape of your butt. <laughs> I feel you've been on my bike. <laughs> I promise you, I've been on nobody's bike. <laughs> There's something about the seat that's just so different. You had your butt on my bike. <laughs> so she so you- got tired of that uh, accusatory you know, tone every time she would ride the bike. And by March of 2016, she had her own bike. Nice. That's awesome. So do you guys ride at the same time or is it basically just like my bike, your bike? We often ride together. In fact, we just got off Jen Sherman's 530 80s ride. We did it together. And most of the time now, we do ride together. And uh, it's fun. I enjoy riding with her. We, We are... Slightly competitive So, you know, I I think that it's really good for both of us in a way Because if one of us doesn't feel like riding But the other one does It's like you're guilting the other person into riding Because I'll say, I'm going to go down and ride And she's like, oh, all right, I'll come with you we do the same thing, but with uh, frozen custard. <laughs> That's so true. That also like, works. Yeah, I think we could go to Andy's. I don't know. Okay, I don't want to tell you no. Yeah, I am already exactly. having. I don't want you to eat custard alone. Yeah, yeah you it's can't. So sad. Yeah, you don't eat frozen custard. It's right. sad. Part of being a married couple. That's exactly. right. That's right. And I'm already having serious FOMO about that ride because I am already. Seeing 
seeing the Facebook comments come in about the 80s ride and how awesome it was. And so I guess I am taking that tomorrow morning. Can't when even I imagine it was, what you're. It was good. I can't even imagine what your parachute pants are going to smell like. <laughs> your Cavarichis. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't heard that name forever. She's going to be down there with a U Man sweater. Was that U Man? The U Man? There was something like that. I, d- I don't know that one. I don't know the U Man. There was something like that, with, and it was like a cartoon drawing of a guy with weird hair and glasses. It's sounding familiar. That part is. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's the, just a weird St. Louis thing. I don't know. That could be. I should have went with members only. Yeah, it's members only jacket was safe. That everybody knows. Yeah, I overreached. I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. We'll let you off the hook this time. <laughs> yes, this time. Yeah. No. Take definitely take the eighties ride tomorrow morning. It was it was very good. Although I do have to I have to say she threw one in that was totally unexpected. She threw in, and I don't want to ruin it for you. Maybe I should just keep it a secret and let I mean, you I, guess. I could look. I could look on the ride. You know, tomorrow it'll be listed. You just tell us. Just tell All us. All right. She threw in the theme from Saint Elmo's Fire. Oh. Um. Oh. By John Parr. <laughs> it was like, how do you, you know, that? all of a sudden we slowed down our pedal strokes and we were going in slow motion. And <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Chariots of Fire, but it kind of felt that way a little bit. The yeah. St. Elmo's Fire. Man in Motion by John nice. Parr. That's the, I can't believe you know that. Or it was that. actually the score from St. Elmo's Fire. Yes. Oh, it was yeah, the score, she, not the thought. Like, there's a song, Man was, in Motion, which is the theme to St. Elmo's Fire, but then there's the, the score. Which this was all the those. score. Oh, okay, this the was score. Okay. The theme, the, gotcha. you know, the synthesizer, the obligatory okay. sax solo from sure. the 80s songs. It? Yeah. It and was, the, you better believe that sax player was wearing sunglasses. I'll tell you that. Of course he was. Yeah. And Z Cavaricis. Yes. <laughs> he was keeping time with his swatch. Ah, uh, the 80s. Ah, uh, the 80s. Oh, I love the 80s. <laughs> so, so that's how we got our bikes. That's amazing. And and so you you and Nancy have been together quite a while, right? We have. She has put up with me for 25 years. That's so awesome. Almost since the 80s. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Yes, we met in 1992. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll be able to say that, Tom. We'll never be able to say we met in 1992, honey. I Think about the, it. I meant 25 oh, years. Oh, the 25 years. <laughs> that, we, yes. that, that we will be able to say. Aw. Well, I think that's really cool for you guys. I do too. It's flown by. It has absolutely flown by. We neither one of us can believe we've been together that long. Yeah, that's. But, I I don't even like to think about how long twenty years is. You know, know. it's like oh. <laughs> I know. I was almost like oh, since the eighties, and I was like oh, son of a bitch, that's not since the eighties. <laughs> how are the eighties not twenty five years ago? <laughs> when did that I, happen? Exactly. Exactly. That's, not- that's why I'm saying it's scary how fast time will fly. Yes. So, you know, just cherish every moment, though. Oh, she was like, I was like, what do you want? <laughs> Sorry, she was like, I reached me- across the table to give him a sweet hand gesture. Like, I was like, going to grab I his she hand. she was pointing at something. I was like, what are we looking at? You know, I'm looking around. Did it scare like, you? I was, I was like, is there a bug in here? What's going on? Like, oh, my, oh, my God. What are you doing? 
We yeah. don't. We don't have a lot of. There's not. There's not a lot of like sweet moments. Like, yeah. You know, he's good gift giver, but I'm a not really good gift. Giver, not good at the romance. Yeah. Or, oh. or or manly at all? Because I was like, oh, is there a bug in here? <laughs> <laughs> Thought she was pointing at a bug. Like, honey, oh. get it. <laughs> Oh goodness Sorry we got off on a tangent So I have been part of Peloton community For a little over a year now And I know that whenever I first joined In July of, of 2016 I saw a lot of posts like You were one of the first people That I, I recognized on Peloton There were like a handful And I recognized you Because um, you were you were always posting things You always had these really exuberant posts And, and I also recognized That you were really transparent About your the medical journey you were going through and if you're comfortable sharing i would really love to hear that sure i know that there are so many opportunities to post negative things in social media and i choose to live a positive life and i like to take a negative and try and make it a positive so when i'm posting on social media if i don't have anything nice to say i won't normally say it unless it's just something that's really eating at me and I can phrase it in such a way that I can try and put a positive spin on it. So when when I got my cancer diagnosis last October, I was diagnosed on October 3rd, 2016 with breast cancer. And I thought, you know, it's not it's not a pleasant subject matter, but it's something that affects so many women and men. Yeah. Um, one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. And so I felt that that was an opportunity for me to kind of share my journey and to, you know, when you sit down at a keyboard and you type things, it's an outlet. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was kind of an outlet to be able to share it. And maybe I did that somewhat selfishly, but I also felt that I could show people, you know, here's what happens. And It's something that's frightening and scary, but maybe we can put a positive spin on it and bring awareness to it because I certainly did not know one in eight women are diagnosed with breast cancer. And I just felt that that was something I could share with the Peloton community, being a health-minded community. And I, uh, I took a chance in a way by putting it out there. And I don't regret it for one second. Because it was an amazing outpouring of love and support and camaraderie and is something that to this day talking about it brings tears to my eyes because it was just incredible. And it was a wonderful gift to me to see what this community did for me and how they lifted me up all through my journey. Wow. That's yeah. I that yeah. That had to be really touching. Yeah, and the, just the range of emotions like it had to be like go from scary to touching to uh, you know what I mean. Like that's a whole roller coaster. Just just like I'm sure the entire everything you went through. You know, I'm sure everything was a roller coaster. Yeah, it was. It um, uh, you know when you're diagnosed with with cancer, things start moving very quickly, and you're thrown into doctor's appointments and you're thrown into decision making. And thank God I have such a supportive wife in Nancy who went to every single appointment with me with a notepad and, and a pen. 
And she wrote down everything that the doctors were telling me because I was only absorbing, you know, a quarter to a half of it because you're in shock. You're just in shock and you're in disbelief. But, you know, we, we acted quickly. We made decisions quickly and we acted on it. And it once we had a plan in place, it didn't it wasn't quite so scary. Once we knew exactly what we were going to do and the timeline in which we were going to do it, it became way less scary. And it wasn't something that I was really looking forward to, but I knew what I was going to do and I knew what the steps were and we could move forward. That makes sense. I mean, uh, a lot of times things that are scary, it's it's the uncertainty. You yeah. don't know what to expect and you don't know how it's all going to go. And, and so having a plan takes some of that uncertainty away. It's still not foolproof, of course, but it does help. So I'm I'm thankful that you shared your journey as you went through it on on the Peloton page. It was it was one of many things that made me feel like that showed me how special the Peloton community was. It was it was just heartwarming to see you post these things that were so raw, you know, and and people were like you said supportive to you and they everybody just wanted to be there for you and and to help you in any way that they could. Yeah, and I I like I said, I cannot convey what this community did for me during my journey. Uh, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say not a day went by that I didn't receive a message, a text, a phone call, a card in the mail, a package in the mail, something from a member of the Peloton community. And every single day, someone was checking on me. And there were days when I didn't feel like responding and just wasn't feeling up to it. But I knew that they weren't expecting me to, that it was okay if I didn't get right back to them. And it it never stopped. I mean, it just kept going. And I... There were days when I'd open the mail and there'd be something so incredible that I would burst into tears mm-hmm. and, you know, Nancy would come running. What's wrong? What's wrong? And I'd be, look, look, look at this beautiful card or look at this beautiful gift or look at this, just this, you know, sign of support and people literally channeling strength to me and sending me the best vibes and sending me prayers. And I felt it. I felt it all. And it was a huge part of how I was able to navigate chemo, the surgeries, you know, everything that I went through. I owe so much to the Peloton family as well as Nancy and my my own family. But this community is incredible. And we say it all the time. It's more than a bike. And I'm sure people think it's a cliche. But I'm telling you, if if you're in need and you reach out to the community, you're going to get help. You're going to get support. You're going to get a shoulder to lean on. You're going to get somebody who's been down the same road as you who will share their experience with you. And it's just a phenomenon. It's a, that's all I can say is it's a phenomenon. And it's incredible. Well, some cliches are cliches for a reason. You yeah. Know? It's they they yeah. became cliches, but it's because they started from a good place. So right. <laughs> people said them so often because they were true. Yeah, but uh, I you know I continued to ride my bike all through treatment. I had uh, sixteen chemo treatments over twenty weeks, and wow. 
I continued to ride my bike all through treatment. And it was the one thing that I felt I had control over in this situation where I had control over nothing. I at least felt like when I rode my bike, when I got on that bike and I took a class, that was something in my life that I had control over. And it made me feel powerful. And I did, I added it up at the end of chemo. And during the course of those 20 weeks that I was going through chemo, I did 59 rides and I rode over 700 miles. Whoa. Wow. That's crazy. That is. Good crazy. Yes. Yeah. Just to but be clear. But I think it uh, it helped me. I mean, it really helped me. It was therapy for me. Yeah. I can totally see that. Uh, you know, you. I had somebody say, say to me recently, you know, you when you ride like that, you're leaving something on the bike, something that you needed to leave on the bike. So that's that's one one of many ways to to get through it. That's what a great way to to take control of it. I mean, you could have sat there and felt sorry for yourself. You could have, you know, just just sat and and did did nothing because nobody would have been expected more of you. I mean, that would have been easy to do. And you were like, no, I'm going to fight back. That's. That's inspiring. Yeah. That's really inspiring. Well, that's just that's that's the way I am. That's my personality. I'm not a quitter and I'm, you know, I'm always up for a challenge whether it's whether it's on the golf course or whether it's on the Peloton or now, you know, even with my health. I'm up for a challenge and I will I will compete to win and to beat cancer. I did what I had to do and my journey's not over. But, you know, every day I'm trying to do things that will help make sure that this disease doesn't come back. I'm trying to eat better, take better care of myself than I did before. And, you know, hoping that I can get through the next five years without a recurrence. And at that point, I'll be declared cancer free. But they won't declare me cancer free for five years. Oh, that's a long time. But I bet it goes by really fast. (laughs) I'm hoping I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> You're like not where I'm yeah, sitting. <laughs> some some yeah. days faster than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, as they told me when I when I left the chemo suite for the for the last time, I turned to my doctor, the famous Doctor Gupta, and I said, Doctor Gupta, what what do I do now? I'm I'm not coming in to see you on a weekly basis, getting my medicine, and I don't really know what to do. And he looked at me and he said, Go live your life. Yeah, that's good. And advice. that's all I can do. That's all I can do is live every day to its fullest and cherish every moment and not dwell on the maybes or the what ifs. It's also good advice for people who aren't fighting cancer. It is It's just good advice. It is good advice. Go live your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Live every day and in a joyful way and try and be nice to people. And, you know, it's it's every day is an opportunity. It is. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, so we heard that you were at the Atlantic City Half Ironman in the cheering section for a past interview, E. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. Nancy and I both went to cheer on our fellow athletes who are also Ironmen and women. <laughs> and man, what a group. What a group of amazing, inspiring athletes. We were blown I- away. Yeah, I mean, do do you just like sit and watch the whole time because it's hours long, or do you like move from one section to another? Like just cheering 
just being the cheering section sounds exhausting at an event that long, you know? Well, it, it was an early wake-up call that morning, and there's not much I get up early for, but for this, I, we got up, I think we got up around 5.30 in the morning, yeah. and we headed over to the start point where they started the swim, and we were able to see quite a few of, of the Peloton folks, and there were other cheerleaders there as well, so we watched them swim. And we watched them come out of the water and transition to their bikes. And we cheered for everyone we, you know, we saw, some we missed, but we had cowbells. Amy Timko <laughs> brought a whole bag of cowbells. So we were sitting there. We were the most obnoxious cheerleaders that there were. We were ringing the cowbells and screaming at, at people. And after everybody got on the bikes and went out for their, I don't know, their 50-some mile ride or whatever <laughs> awful number it was, we went back to the hotel and we made posters. We made signs to hold up for when they cross the finish line. So we spent a couple hours coloring posters and and (laughs) making uh, props for our cheering. Then we went back out to the boardwalk in Atlantic City and we were able to track everybody on this really cool app. So we knew when they were coming our direction and we could get the posters ready and get signs ready. And it was just a great experience to see these folks from every walk of life, every body shape, every age group compete like that. We were really inspired. And the Peloton folks represented so well, so well. It was a thrill. I find it odd. I'm sure there's a logic to it. The order in which they do stuff. Because when when I hear you swim... And then you ride the bike. All I hear, all I hear is um, ch- chafing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like that. Sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, why would you put your wet crotch on a bicycle seat? Right for you should, fifty some miles. You should end with the swimming. It seems to me, but you should. Uh, It'd be a nice way to cool off after right? all of that exercise. And then you're not all wet and. and Gunky yeah. and having the stuff rub up against the other stuff when it's all wet and I don't think we have an answer for why it is like it is. Yeah, I don't. I have don't an know. Answer. I don't know why they did it in that order either. But I know uh, uh, there is a solution apparently to that issue, and it's called chamois butter. Oh, oh, yeah. I, that's supposed like- to uh, help ease the friction. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is very interesting. Yeah, sounds like sh- chamois butter sounds like a leaderboard name people would complain about. <laughs> I am appalled at yeah, chamois butter. You're neck and neck with chamois butter. Come on, right? Crank <laughs> up your resistance a little more. That chamois butter is going to catch you. <laughs> That's what they do. They they, they up swim their and then they hop on their bikes and then they and then they run like a half marathon or something. They're yeah. crazy. I know. I'm I'm getting winded just hearing all this. But, but and now Nancy comes back with this bright idea that we can do it. <laughs> so you were, and so now I have to see. This is this is this is uh, this is things coming full circle. You have inspired so many people. Now you are the one who has been inspired to coat yourself in chamois butter. <laughs> I'm so going to need a vat. Of <laughs> so so you guys are going to do a, a triathlon Are you going to go straight to Ironman Or how oh. is this going to work No 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 I, I'm going to 
I'd like to go straight to, you know, Bora Bora or something, (laughs) anything other than what Nancy has planned for us. But apparently, apparently we're going to do what's called a sprint. And a sprint is a little baby Iron Man. It's like an aluminum man. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a it's a tame, tame version of an Iron Man. So you swim for a few hundred yards and then you get on a bike for you swim a half a mile and then what ride 12 and a half miles ride 12 and a half miles and then run three and a half and then we have to run for three and a half you had me till we got to the run (laughs) but you can apparently you can fast walk or you know slow jog you don't have to run because i'm not a runner Although with my new and improved boobs, it might not be as uncomfortable (laughs) to run. (laughs) Always with the positive. They used to be very painful to run with, but now I've got um, smaller, more sleek, aerodynamic ones. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I could run. Who knows? Yeah. You are are cups half full kind of girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes and i i have to admit i'm i'm really digging it i like it i like it a lot I like the new girls so much better than the old girls <laughs> but yeah so nancy's got us signed up for this it's called escape philadelphia and okay. i think we do it in the 28th of june 28th of june <laughs> so today we went to the gym together and I had my first workout with our new personal trainer. Oh, we're taking fancy. this very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been have you done other types of workouts besides Peloton before or is this a, a, a new undertaking? You know, we were both very athletic in, in school and growing up and we both did all kinds of, of sports, individual and team sports. And in the last four or five years, we had decided, made a very conscious decision to get back to exercising and eating better. And so we had actually been working with a personal trainer for a couple of years before we got into the Peloton. We had gotten away from it a little bit, but we have been down this road before with personal training and working out. And, you know, hopefully this time we'll stick with it a little bit more. And I I think we will because, again, our Peloton friends are very inspiring. And (laughs) on, you know, on those days when we say, no, I'm done, we're not going to do this anymore. I know they'll pick us right up and say, yes, you can. Yes, you will. We're going to help you. Uh, We're going to inspire you. Let's, you know, let's all do this together. So we're not new to the world of exercise per se, but we are new to the world of Ironman and triathlons and and that form of torture. (laughs) (laughs) So what did your personal trainer have you start with then? God, she's she's a masochist. <laughs> it was just my first session, and I thought I liked her, but I, I'm not sure I do anymore. But uh, we did a little bit of um, work on the TRX bands. Yeah. And then we worked with uh, the, the weighted medicine balls that are actually filled with sand. We slammed those down to the ground a little bit. We actually pushed a sled, which is not loaded with toys being delivered (laughs) to all the good girls and boys. It was like an NFL, you know, sled that we pushed about 30 yards down this track. And uh, 
we did that, and then we did some some squats. Some it was brutal. A lot of leg work. A lot oh. of leg work. Don't they know you ride the Peloton? You don't need any more leg work. <laughs> she, she knows we ride the Peloton, but her comment was, your legs are very strong. We can do a lot. <laughs> oh, that worked backwards. Whoops. <laughs> I said, look, look, my only criteria is that I am able to use the bathroom tomorrow. Please don't make my legs so sore that I can't use the bathroom. Yeah, that's cruel. Yeah. 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 So I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I may really hate her tomorrow. It might bring depends. I, I might have to. Yeah. I what's might, tomorrow going to bring? Depends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that might. I'm a little worried. I'm not above using a diaper. Hey, hey you do what you got to do. Any port in a storm. That's right. Sometimes I want to wear one just because I'm lazy. <laughs> It's just like, eh, I got to pee, but it's all the way over there. It's, it's so far away. If only there was something I could pee in without getting up. And they, they've improved them so much, the adult right? diapers. I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't even feel like you were sitting in your own pee. No, they're very slimming. Yes. You know? yes, and you'd feel dry. Right. It just, Why it just, not? It whisks away the moisture. Why not use that science that they've developed? Oh my goodness That's what it's there for Don't encourage his laziness exactly. That's <laughs> I am yeah, we, we tease often science. about going to professional sporting events Like football games You know we have our, our Philadelphia Eagles And if we go to a game We often Especially in the really really cold weather When it's you know freezing 14 degrees and the wind yeah. chills Minus 20 Ugh. We often say we're going to just wear Depends it will serve two purposes. It will keep us from having to get up and go to the bathroom and take off all those layers. And it will keep us warm at the same time. Until it freezes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in a, a block of ice pee. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. That's why you need me. Shoot. You might have a point, Tom. Yeah. This is what HD television is for. Watch that shit in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> do you have any uh, memorable pillow stories to share? I do. I do have one fun one. At least I think it's fun. Um, <laughs> My favorite stories are when only some of the participants think it was fun. <laughs> Those are always the best stories. Uh, Nancy wasn't there, and, and she may not think it's such a fun story, but... It involves coming home from New York City after an HRI with a tattoo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of. <laughs> several, of and where? Several, several of, our, uh, of our friends had been messaging back and forth about how excited we were to be going to HRI. And, and we developed this, uh, this little online friendship, as, as we tend to do in the Pello world. And it was a... A group of, of friends, and we all started talking about tattoos one night. And I had one tattoo, but I wanted another one. And Robin the Jenkins said, oh, I want another one, too. And uh, Alma Bertram said, I want another one, too. And <laughs> Sherry Cantner said, I want my first one. And Corey, Corey Martin said, I want my first one, too. And we said, perfect solution. We're going to be in New York for the HRI. Let's all go get matching tattoos. <laughs> and wow. everybody said, 
okay, let's do it. So sure enough, we went up to, uh, to HRI weekend. And uh, one Saturday afternoon, the five of us got in a cab, headed over to Robin's Tattoo Parlor, and we all got inked with the same design. And, and we it all, is? We all got it in different places, but it was all the same design. Are we and allowed to was, know what the design is? <laughs> sure. Okay. It's a, it's a P with a heart and then another P. And it Aww. stands for Pillow Pals. Aw, that's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we went from one PP story to another. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that a good segue? That was a great segue. Yes. So I have a, a PP with a heart in the middle. And uh, Nancy was a little jealous when I came home. She said, sure, you, you showed other people your PP. You got, you got, you know, you got this tattoo representing other women. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, no, that's... honey, it's not like that. It's, you know. They're she said, pals. well, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it is. You need to get a third P added for platonic. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, it could also stand for Princess Page, oh, which nice. uh, I, have, I have been called once or twice before. But uh, that, was, uh, that was a pretty cool afternoon, getting tattoos with, uh, with those other ladies. I bet. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I thought yeah. for sure that was going to be something that was done drunkenly. Yeah, <laughs> I that that's sounds like an after the cocktail party yeah. kind of thing. No, no alcohol was consumed that and afternoon. We'll, yeah, and they're not supposed to tattoo you if you're drunk. They're, it's true. Yeah, they're not supposed to do that, but it is New York. Right. All bets Wild are and off. crazy. <laughs> yeah, this was a pretty reputable parlor. I think if we'd walked in drunk, they would have denied us service. Yeah. Well, and they should. So that's and, yeah, that's good. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool afternoon of pillow camaraderie. So did Nancy get over it, or is she still harboring a grudge? Honey, did you get over it, or are you still harboring a grudge? Oh, I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's official. You, you, you got her on the record. Yeah, she recorded. can't bring it up again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have witnesses. It's a whole thing now. So you are but- welcome. I made it up to her. I went and got a tattoo with her, too. So, Oh, and what was that tattoo, if we can ask? Absolutely. Um, after I finished my chemo treatment, I wanted to get a tattoo to kind of signify breast cancer. And so I went and I got a pink ribbon with a smiley face on it. Oh, that's awesome. And, and Nancy got a pink ribbon and a purple ribbon intertwined to kind of show uh, my journey with breast cancer and her mom's journey with Alzheimer's disease. So we both went up and got ribbons. That's awesome. That's a good solution. Good problem solving, ladies. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. There's more than one way to skin a cat. (laughs) Honey, I'm not getting a tattoo. I, I know. Okay, you're not a tattoo guy. No, I'm I'm a puss. It's, it's been established. Yes, we know. I'm, I'm a puss. That's no, what kind of guy it's I am. been established. You don't do tattoos, right? Because I'm a puss. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, I'll, think, I'll own it, man. I'm not tough <laughs> enough. They're not for everybody, but yeah. uh, I I kind of you know I kind of I like the the significance of everything I've done, I, and I yeah. have several. Absolutely. I've, I've had several, and they all mean something to me. But that's not everybody's cup of tea, and that's not everybody's way of expressing things, you know, that are important to them. <laughs> and as Nancy just mouthed to me, it wasn't my cup of tea. 
<laughs> but here I am. But she did it anyway. So, so uh, uh, do you have any advice for people who are just beginning their Peloton journey? Oh, let's see. You know, I always say when, when somebody new comes on the, the Facebook page and introduces themselves, I, I always say, enjoy the ride. And my advice is is to... You know, use the bike. First and foremost, you've bought this tremendous piece of, of exercise equipment. So use it. Uh, don't be afraid of it. Don't let it intimidate you. Get on it and ride it. If you ride for 10 minutes to start, don't let anybody shame you into thinking that's not a worthy ride because it's, you know, you've made a, a first step. You've gotten on the bike. You've ridden it. That's right. Um, Build, build up, build up from that 10 minute ride to a, to a 15 minute ride. We're all different and we all have different things going on in our lives. We all have different health levels and we sometimes we're hurt. Sometimes we're sick. So do, do what you can, but just do it. My other piece of advice would be, don't be afraid of live rides. <laughs> I see so many people say, I'm working my way up to a live ride, or I'm scared to take a live ride. Don't be. Don't be. Just just jump in and do it. There aren't many instructors, uh, there aren't any instructors, actually, who are going to shame you. They're all going to make you feel good. If you get a shout out, it's going to be a positive thing. Nobody's nobody's going to call you out on your numbers. Just get on the live ride. And, and the first time you get that shout out, the adrenaline rush that you get from it is going to cure you of mm-hmm. any fears or apprehensions <laughs> you ever had about riding live. It's it's a great experience. And it's the whole, you know, it's the whole concept of this bike. So don't don't wait for a rainy day to do a live ride. Just jump on and do it. You'll be glad you did. Totally agree. 100% on both counts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that would be I my advice. Agree. I can't agree or disagree. I know. Tom, get on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I think she meant right it. now. I know. <laughs> you gotta finish the show by yourself. <laughs> Don't be a pussy. Just get on the bike and do it. <laughs> I'll get you some chamois butter. I'll send you a whole <laughs> tube of chamois I'll just, butter. I'll end up just putting it on my toast. <laughs> Gross. It's, I don't think it's edible. It's not like Vegemite. <laughs> well, have you ever had Vegemite? I don't think that's edible either. Right, well, I've had it. Nancy's had it. Nancy likes it. Oh, I don't like it so much. I, I just I just smelled it, and I was like, and it was and it was the eighties, right? Vegemite. It's the eighties. It's it's. it's uh, <laughs> It's minute work, a Vegemite right? sandwich, right? And uh, and it was like, oh, and and my sister was dating a guy whose family got sent to Australia, like for work. They weren't in trouble, and uh, <laughs> and, and they came back and they had Vegemite. And we were like, oh man, minute work. Let, let's and we opened it up and took one whiff, and we were like, no, thank you, we're out. Yes, yeah, yes. it's yes. an acquired version. taste. Yeah, why? Like I've never understood that. Like I don't, I'm not a beer drinker, and people always say the same thing about beer. It's acquired. Like oh, here, this is disgusting. Drink enough of it until you like it. No thanks. Like that's a bad plan. 
Well, I think you have to grow up liking it or, or eating it. I, I compare it to Scrapple. You know, we live outside Philadelphia and Scrapple is a mainstay here. But I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Kansas. And so I never had Scrapple as a and kid. What, what is Nancy, that? Yeah, what is Nancy, that? You don't want to know. Oh, you don't want to know what Scrapple is. It's that bad? Well, it's one of those things you're just better off not knowing because if you knew what was in it, you might not want to eat it. <laughs> um, let me just say it's it's no part of the pig gets wasted. <laughs> so Ew. Um, I just they looked don't it, I just need Googled for it. ham or bacon uh, or pig's feet or knuckles. They they make scrapple out of it. In the Midwest, we call that head cheese. Okay, yeah. Gross. So it's, but it's an acquired taste. Nancy grew up eating it, so she never, you know, she 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 loves it. And wow, uh, oof, I can't, I can't it's, even. It's funny, like I, yeah. I, I eat something uh, that I grew up eating called Braunschweiger, which I know with it, all the other things you won't eat. That's disgusting. a weird thing to eat. Yeah, like it's like just the smell of it. I know that, like, but it's because I'm used. To, I for some reason I ate it as a kid and stuck with it. But uh, but I know objectively, if some if I had never eaten it and somebody put it in front of me now, I'd be like, hell no. Yeah, and my my mom <laughs> grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. My mom grew up eating all that stuff. Like she grew up on an actual like dairy farm, and so she's had every part of the cow that you could imagine. Yeah, I used to joke that oh, oh I ate we ate brown sugar when I was a kid. Then my dad got a job. <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't have to eat it anymore Right yeah. Then it was everything was okay and back to normal <laughs> so, Can you share something with us that's not about the bike? Hmm Can I share something that's not about the bike? Well, let's see I bet that people might have a hard time believing this But I am a former DJ Oh, I, like, uh, a, like a caller 10 wins fog hat tickets Or like a wicka 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 DJ <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was, it was in the late 80s and early 90s So it was a wiki 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome uh, I, uh, did, um, I did gigs I was, was not on the radio or anything like that But I did gigs at, at bars and Weddings and you know parties and things like that, and uh, so I worked for D- Jim Dawson's DJ Express. <laughs> what a great name! Yeah, and it was uh, a part-time job that I, I absolutely loved. I just loved being a DJ, and uh, it was you're powerful when you're a DJ and you're controlling the dance floor. You can have people dancing and, and working themselves into such a frenzy over so many songs that they literally beg you to play a slow song. And uh, <laughs> it's a, you know, it was it was always fun for me to to see how long I could keep people on the dance floor before they would say slow song, please slow song. Did you have um, to wear one of those tuck shirts? Like the tuck, like I did not. There really wasn't. I wasn't required to wear a uniform. I, I you know, I wore my Z Cabaritchis and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just probably a button down shirt or something pretty simple. I uh, I did that once a uh, wedding DJ thing because I, I wanted to be a DJ. This is before I got into radio, and I was like, well, that's DJ, and I'll try that. And I hated it. I I like it's too much pressure. Like if I screw up, a, I screw up somebody's wedding. Like I couldn't deal with the pressure of that. And I was just like, I did one, and I'm like, I'm out. 
Yeah. yeah. The, the weddings are tough because you're right. There is a lot of pressure. You got to get it right. Yeah. You don't want to mess up. Some, like I said, I didn't want to mess up somebody's wedding that just, you know, like that would be. I like I said I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. So yeah. you're you're better at it than I am. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I I don't know about that, but I had fun doing it. I also play the trumpet. I Oh uh, wow. I don't play as much now as I used to, but in I was in marching band. I was a I was a band geek or a band <laughs> fag as they used to call it. <laughs> Back in the 80s. I said, well, that sounds like the 80s. Yep. Yeah. I was a band fag, and uh, I played trumpet. I was actually pretty good at it and uh, really enjoyed being in the band when I was in high school. Well, I was a theater kid, so I, I can relate to the uh, the scorn of the cool kids. I'm making air quotes because we all know they're not cool anymore. <laughs> right. Right. No, I was, but I was one of those, I was a dichotomy because I was also a jock. So, right. you know, people didn't know whether they should shun me because I was a band fag or embrace me because I was a jock. They should embrace you because you're a jock, which means they can kick, you can kick their ass. <laughs> exactly. I, I, didn't, I didn't ever take too much of it seriously. <laughs> if people want to find you on, your, on the bike, they can do that by? Uh, my leaderboard name on the bike is Disco Davis. Because you love disco? Because she loves disco. Because I love disco. I am awesome. a... I am a... I don't know. I think I was uh, meant to be like a Studio 54 <laughs> uh, diva out on the dance floor. So I just... I love disco. The soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever is is one of my favorite things to listen to still to this day. And I am a I'm a proud lover of disco. That's awesome. It's funny that soundtrack. People like think of that movie and they think of the soundtrack, which makes sense, you know. But people forget how dark that movie was. Like that's not a fun, happy dance movie. Even though there is lots of fun, happy music and dancing in it, it's like it's true because we had uh, we had rape, we had suicide, we had uh, unwed pregnancy. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a dark movie, and it's like I remember the first time I watched it, I was you know I mean I was aware of it because it was just everywhere growing up, and you know it just had permeated the culture, and then I finally saw it probably when I was fifteen or sixteen, and I was like, eh, I'll, you know we'll see what this is about, and it was just like, holy crap! Like, and it's a good movie too. It's a really really good movie, but it's just not what I thought I was signing up for. You know, I thought it was going to be like Grease, but a little. A little raunchier, you know, and yeah, no, <laughs> no, it was it was uh, heavy subject matter, no doubt Abs- about it. Absolutely, but they kind of uh, glossed over it a bit with the soundtrack. They absolutely did, absolutely. But it was historic. So, the soundtrack was was uh, historic. Um, yeah, and I would say to anybody, anybody who's uh, you know maybe going back to old school turntables, buying their first turntable and wanting to go buy some vinyl i would say buy the soundtrack to saturday night fever it was a it was a double album and you won't regret it it sounds so good on a turntable and it's probably still easy to find relatively cheaply because it was so popular that you know what i mean like it's i mean there were they were it was like 10 times platinum or something so oh, i mean yeah they're probably still pressing it 
Yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, you can you like sometimes that vinyl it has you know gotten expensive because it kind of became trendy again. But that one's probably still pretty easy to come across because it was such a massive record. How like in the late '90s, every cutout bin had "Rope in the Wind" on CD because it sold 20 million copies. Right. So, so uh, well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate it. Yes, we well, do. Thank, thank you, you so guys much for inviting me. I had the best time. <laughs> awesome Awesome And uh, if people Wanted to track you down And find you On, <laughs> on the interweb Not come to your home uh, <laughs> uh, If you would want them To do that Where could they do that They can find me On, on Facebook I'm Paige Davis On Facebook Instagram is Is a funny one I don't even know My Instagram username You're better <laughs> off Finding me on Facebook uh, okay. Paige, Paige Davis <laughs> And uh, I'm on I'm on Facebook pretty much every day, just checking checking things out. Cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, for taking some time out of your day to talk to us and sharing your story with us. Yes, we really appreciate it. It was really nice to hear hear your story and hear from you. Well, thank you for inviting me, and I appreciate everything you guys are doing with the clip out. It's an oh, awesome thank program. Well, well thank, thank you, you very much. Here's today's recipe for success. So do we have a recipe from Paige? We do. She gave us two recipes. And because I don't want anyone to get confused by trying to read these over the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what they are. And then I'm going to post them on theclipout.com. Okay. It's peanut butter hummus and ranch dressing. I got excited. You like peanut butter. I was like, (gasps) and you're like hummus. I was like, oh. Yeah. Again, as I said on the last episode, you should probably just assume these are not for you. I kind of have. <laughs> but you still get excited. I still have like, peanut butter. Oh, maybe this wait, is the wait, one. Wait. Oh, no, it's not the one. But then you got mad at the donuts, which is the one thing you'd eat. <laughs> I'm a riddle wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> I know. So Wrapped in peanut butter. <laughs> So these are really cool recipes that you can make and eat together. So I will include them. So it looks like that's it for this episode. Yeah. So who will we be speaking with next week? Oh, this is this is going to be an exciting one for a lot of people. Okay. Flat Michael. Oh. Otherwise known as Smiling Michael. Otherwise known as VoiceOver Michael. Otherwise known as the guy in the front row that nobody knows his leaderboard name that has long curly hair and we all want to know who it is. And if the bikes did rust, the drool from the ladies looking at this dude <laughs> would have made it happen tenfold by now. I'm sure that is the case. And some of the guys. And some of the guys, absolutely. I'm not trying to leave you out, fellas. No. So, uh, awesome. Well, I yeah. know a lot of people are very interested in what this guy's story is because they see him. He, he takes a lot of these rides. Yes. And they see him a bunch and he's getting stopped in the street and they kind of want to know what's up with him. Well, we've got the scoop. We do. And you will find out everything you need to know that he's willing to tell you <laughs> next week on the clip out. So, awesome. Well, then we have that to look forward to. And if they want to find you in the meantime, where can they do that? They can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe or on Twitter at clip out crystal or on the bike at clip out crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And that's it for this episode. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling. Set yourself free. 